Hello, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to the Oversabi podcast show. And um, my name remains um, Chidozie Dilibi. We see have an Oversabi now in the house, um, a regular analyst and guest on the show, Frank Ikegu. Frank, good morning. Good morning, Dilibi. Uh, we'll be discussing a lot about football this morning. Um, the, the international break just ended. Uh, yeah, um, England are one step closer to um, oh, making the World Cup. And um, the Nigerian team recorded uh, two victories over the course of the international break. A victory against um, Liberia and also a victory against um, Cape Verde. Also, in that international break, with sticking with the Nigerian team, Ahmed Musa. Um, had um, or recorded 100 caps for the national team. Even if, according to or what is written on the FIFA books, he's on 98 on the FIFA books, but uh, on the books of the NFF, he's on 100 cap. And um, we'll be discussing a lot more about um, the issues um, in the Liguan between um, Nice and Marseille. You know, everybody knew how that game ended. He ended with an altercation. Uh, 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 sorry, he ended with an altercation between Marseille, no, yeah, between Marseille and the fans of OGC Nice. Um, Frank, um, we'll start with the international break. And also, uh, yeah, we'll start with the international break. Um, Nigeria versus Liberia, Cape Verde versus Nigeria. Nigeria recorded um, a 2-0. 2-0 result against Liberia. And also they won at Cape Verde, um, two goals to one. Um, we saw Ian Achol scoring the double, and um, we scored Ian just scoring the double against um, Liberia, and um, Osime was also on the score sheet in the game against um, Cape Verde. So, what do you think about the performance of the Super Eagles over the two games? Oh, uh, you know um, that the Nigeria Super Eagles, when you talk about depth and uh, the in depth of the squad, the talent of the team, it's been fantastic, and uh, Janet Raw has been able to do a good job in terms of bringing these guys together. Though some people say they are underperforming, but to me, they've been living up to standard and, you know, it's been a great process. I was glad to see uh, Kelechi Hanacho, the man that has been in good form since the end of last season, coming back to the Super Eagles and getting a brazen against uh, Liberia. It was a good performance. It was a good performance. And, uh, you know, against Cape Verde, Oshime, Oshime, into stepping into uh, the, the boots, to, to, to kick in a goal, thanks to uh, the home goal that uh, Santos, the Kevet guys, you know, we struggle a little bit breaking them down, but thanks to that goal, it, it shows how we're able to press and to get deep and keep hitting until you. We couldn't get the goals from our boots and the, the, the balls escaped through their legs to the young post. Well, um, good one. Um, looking at that Super Eagles team, what I actually picked from that team during the international break was the, the depth, the core depth of that um, squad. Uh, you look at the fact that the UK-based players after the game against Liberia had to go back to their base in the UK because... Um, they have to quarantine. Yes, yeah. No, yes, because... No, not about quarantining. Because the um, the Cape Verde are on the amber list of the United Kingdom. So if they had gone to Cape Verde, they would have quarantined for 10 yes. days upon returning to the United Kingdom. But look, look at, you look at the games again, the game against um, Cape Verde, you saw... We, we actually saw the, 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 the core... The depth of that squad. You look at the likes of uh, Bonke, who made his um, um, a debut. debut. You know, you look at Awazim. was actually played at the center of defense. You know, Onyekuru um, um, was also impressive with his performance. You know, all these things. Even with the with the fact that UK-based players 
were not available against the game against um Cape Verde. We still came out with um good result. Uh, anyway, um, congrats to the Super Eagles. Anyway, moving on from that one, um, uh, we'll talk about the 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 issue between FIFA, um, uh, the the Brazilian FA and um the English and Premier League. Uh, we saw over the over the over the past week, yes, that um, Brazil have invoked a, a a a law in the FIFA rule stating that the seven players that were called up for the for their international game against Argentina and Peru, uh, which didn't show up due to the fact that um, the English Premier League team we did not release them for the fact that they would have to quarantine upon getting to the UK. Uh, for 10 days, whereby missing three games. Um, Brazil FA had to invoke that law, thereby stating that the fact that these players were not available to play for the Brazil national team, and they, and, and, um, uh, they were not available to play for the Brazilian national team, the Brazilians also are saying that they should not also be able to play for their respective English club sites, regardless of any situation. Now, they, if if they had gone to the Brazilian, these seven guys, if they had gone to the Brazilian national team, they would have um, um, stayed with that team for 10 to 11 days, meaning that they also have to miss 11 days of um, uh, club football in the UK. So, what is your take between this uh, uh, Brazilian FA, FIFA and the Premier League? Uh, you know, because of the COVID-19 and uh, South America being a, a red zone for UK, um, if those players had gone to with, with has gone with their national teams and uh, have stayed with the national team, uh, you find out that when they return back, that they would have end up staying like end up being quarantined for like ten to ten days, yeah. as you stated, and that would have actually affected them from playing this weekend Premier League and yes. the Champions League is starting up too. They would have you missed know, about two weeks of and club uh, football. Champions League is starting up on Tuesday. And uh, you look at teams like Liverpool having a uh, Fabio, having Firmino, and having Alison Baker. You know they are keepers. These are their core players. If they have released these guys to go, it would have been a very bad one for them. And uh, despite you know everything, but the, the, there's a fever uh, cross. Uh, I think Article Five of the FIFA rule um, regarding to players and international duties. And um, you know Brazilian, the Brazil FA uh, are just trying to you know to pull out that article and to. Make sure that fever or you know use it to punish the premier league teams and but um, the way everything stands now is every, every, the premier league teams are staying dark and um people like liverpool like i was going through an hour an article and liverpool said that they are going to play their players but the implication might also be that if they end up playing and fever pounds on them there will be deducted two points now that's now that, that's the point because of that uh uh, rigmaro that is currently going on between um, the Brazilian FA and the Premier League team. FIFA is trying to come to an understanding and is trying to come to an agreement of sorts so that um, issues like this will actually be quashed out. But the problem is this. Um, since the coronavirus came into play, everybody, sport-wise, has become flexible when it comes to travel. And the fact that um, people are becoming flexible when it, when it comes to travel means that some of these decisions that clubs are taking actually it's not their fault imagine when the uk government has actually um, created an ambulance stating that some specific countries that anybody that goes to some sorry anybody that goes to some specific country that is on the amber list uh, would have to quarantine upon return to the uk 
for 10 to 14 days and the quarantine is not you don't quarantine in your house you quarantine in a nearby hotel that is closer to the airport that you came out from so a lot of these things is becoming so annoying and it's becoming so selfish and the brazilian you look at the incidents that happen between brazil and um argentina, argentina. whereby um, three three uk <laughs> players, players yes three uk players they had to the the agent the brazilian fa had to in the, the game was about five minutes in, in play yes yeah, so when, and it the Bra- when it was yeah. called off and the brazilian fa had to walk onto the pitch and stop that game insisting that three players that um, we are in that Argentine team, team should yeah. leave and head straight to the airport for yeah, the That was Martinez, the, the goalkeeper of Argentina, yeah. and uh, Lesercio and um, this um, this boy uh, from Buendia. So you know all these things is um, the, the the information um, going around um, is not um, ideal enough. FIFA is not doing enough in trying to um, um, keep this um, situation. On the low. Um, uh, moving on from that, um, the well, are, you know, okay. I think this, uh, like as you said, the rule being made flexible, fever might end up not taking any action because. But I, another way I'm trying to look at this thing is that if fever do not act, this is gonna give, like October now, another international break is gonna become yes. It is gonna balance, give some con- uh, club side uh, a more power whereby they will refuse to release players. You know the, and okay. You know, like like in Nigeria, you know, some African countries and uh, on the the red list, yeah. And for UK, and you see, if FIFA FIFA should act, FIFA needs to act in this because uh, let's not forget about that it's health issues is COVID nineteen, but these players are internationals, full internationals, and it's they are obligated to play for their countryside, and it's a FIFA competition. It's going to take out the degree, it's going to take out the excitement if FIFA do not act in this. Yeah, one. FIFA need to because source the English teams. And mm. you you find that this this team are very powerful, okay. and most times they, they tend to overreact and override some some decisions, yeah, based on what they want to gain okay. because the football for them is about money, yes, it's business, you know. So uh, FIFA need to add in this one. FIFA need to add. I'm more of the backing that FIFA should add. At least, if not for these five days, at least the players should not play this weekend. There's a lot of confusion going around, <laughs> and if if because one of the things. Um, Liverpool, the Premier League side actually actually scared of is the litigation process because if they eventually field, if the Premier League clubs affected eventually field any of these Brazilians, you know it's just beyond FIFA now. This Brazilian FA can choose to sue these clubs to the spot of arbitration, sure, yes. and once they get a ruling that in favors the Brazilian FA, it becomes a problem for this Premier League team. So. Um, part of the part of the thinking is if they don't come to uh, an understanding Andy. with the Brazilian FA, these players might not be available to play Premier League football this weekend. And also, FIFA should look into this matter critically because there's another international break coming up next month, early next month from October third. Yeah. And um, if these issues are not trashed out properly, and I mean when I mean trashed out, I mean in details, because the the the, the South American guys play the game very early this morning. Yes. And a lot of them will be traveling back, back to their respective base in Europe, whereby they will be arriving on Saturday, on a match day. Meaning that most of these guys that played yes this morning would definitely be ruled out for their weekend games. And um, it's 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 not conducive because of FIFA is because of the coronavirus, FIFA is trying to and uh, trying to you know make their calendar a bit um flexible. Flexible, you understand? That was why they had to play a third game. In, in 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 South America, so that they can actually meet up with the qualifying for next year World Cup in Qatar. Um, we'll be moving on to that's where, I think that's where we'll be ending um our internet. Okay, let's talk about England. They are one step closer 
to qualifying for the World Cup. Uh, they defeated the uh, Mandura 4-0. They won. Um, uh, they drew Poland. Poland 1-1. And um, Arikin was on the score sheet. He scored a penalty before a dying minute goal. He took him along. Yes. The top five uh, highest goal scorer. Highest goal scorer, for, yes, for, for, England, for national England national team. team. Now, um, um, in the, looking at that English team now, they are one step closer to the world. They are one step closer to the World Cup. So, uh, you know, uh, Gareth Southgate has shown consistency uh, since he took over this in English on the performing side. I mean, because to me, you know, the golden generation... Like the Steven Gerrard, the Lampard, the Wayne Rooney's, they were called the Golden Generation. But Southgate taking these players, or uh, these most of these players were players that he coached in the under twenty three. And for the past four years, we've seen them go to the world, go to the Euros, and get to. I think the first Euros he took them, they got to the quarterfinals, took them to the semifinals of the World Cup, took them to the finals of Europe, and here they are again at a very very inch close to the World Cup and they will call it, they are topping their group. Yeah. So they are so they are going to qualify. I think their many features just is it's an easy games for them. Okay um, before we move on to um the uh, football that will happen over the weekend. Frank do you have anything to add during this international break before we move on? You know uh, the only place that was amazed was uh, where um you know uh Hakim Ziyech Hakim Ziyech issue with his national team coach you know okay. uh the coach when the coach came out to accuse Ziyech of not showing their professionalism when it comes to the national team and Ziyech going back to his social media handle to to hit back at the coach so uh, i think his national it's not, it's if, not, you know <laughs> the, the issue the, the Ziyech the Ziyech and the Moroccan uh, FA issue is is it's it's part of these things that affects team harmony for me because the coach actually accused the edge of holding the team hostage during the last um, international um, inter- internationals, and um, the edge actually saying that was not what really happened. That yeah. there were some things that the Moroccan FA needed to have solved, which they refused to have solved, and um, he had to because of his leadership um, position in that team, he had to make a decision for himself and also on the behalf on on behalf on behalf of. Um, the the other Moroccan uh, players. Yeah. So because of such attitude, the coach deemed it fit um, not to call him up um, for this. The um, coach went for that to even talk about the injuries that has prevented him from playing. That he most times is is healthy, he's clear to play, okay. and he's for many injuries. I know, but I think this might be the, that might be the end of ZH. Nah. In the national team no, they, under this coach. No, there's not. It's just the coach has shown a lot of courage. There's never, there's never an end to when it comes to a player and the national team. We, we've seen examples like Benzema and Didier Deschamps, Deschamps. and um, we, we, we've seen statements released from. Uh, hey, thank you. We've seen statement released from um, Didier Deschamps saying that as far as he remains coach of the Le Bleu or the French national team, that Benzema will never be put up for selection or will never be called up to the French national team. But we saw that the last year. Everything was just uh, forgiven, and Benzema was actually invited, and he played for the French national team. All right, moving on from that um, um, uh, segment, that was um, the segment of the international break that happened over the last week. Uh, let's move. In. We'll be moving to Europe now. Uh, let's start with Ligue One. Now, the Ligue One game between Nice and Marseille, the last game before the international break in France, was suspended. That was on August twenty second. And um, the game ended, I think in the 18th or 19th minute, the game ended. Um, there was an altercation between uh, Marseille and the fans of OGC Nice. The altercation um, started where fans threw a bottle 
at um, Dimitri Perrier and um, Dimitri Perrier reacted by kicking that ball back into the fan that actually created the conundrum or that altercation. And Liguan, the Liguan board has come out with um, um, punishments for both sides. It states that OGC Nice has been deducted two points, one suspended. Also, that Olympic Marseille Avero Gonzalez, the defender, has been banned for two games. Also, Dimitri Payet gets suspended on a one-match ban. He has a one-match ban, a suspended one-match ban. And um, Olympic Marseille Fisio has been banned until June for punching a fan. And um, the game is to be replayed without fans. The date has not been fixed for that replay anyway. But looking at the game between OGC Nice and Marcel, why the disharmony? It's just football. Just football. You know, uh, Payet, the, the issue surrounding Payet from his national team. He's a French footballer, right? Yes. And uh, he, he's, he's been a fantastic player in football. You know, around outside the football pitch, the, the way the fans react to this guy, it's not been awesome it's not been fine you know i think after he was involved in that um situation um with um Vabuena and um benzema was he yeah okay and you know after those situations paid has found himself on the fringe of the national team and still the same way the, the fans have not been happy with him too so i don't know what prompted that guy to the, the fan that should have stuff yeah team. it's just and, you know <laughs> the things about football and fans are that Sometimes the home fans try to get at the nerves of get at the, you know, try to pick on the away uh, footballers, and in doing that, um, sometimes one of the things they advise players is to act cool. You know, if you feel that um, nice some comments. derogatory word have been said to you, you have the right to report to the referee. If you feel um, a missile or strange object have been thrown at you, you have the right to report to the referee, and the referee or the match officials will take appropriate actions. Taking the loss on their own hands was actually not good enough. They were not just acting like role models. You look at um, a Masefisio who was banned for punching a fan. I don't know how bad that situation <laughs> was that it has to end with uh, that it has to end with a boxing um, match. All right, moving on from that, um, the, the, we're going to La Liga now, and um, the game between Barcelona and Sevilla has been postponed due to the fact that both teams have players that played very early this morning. In the South American World Cup qualifier, so with that, um, the f um, the Spanish Football Federation have decided that um, since these guys have a lot of players that are representing their national team at um, the, the South American World Cup qualifier, that the game should be moved forward. And this is one of the things we're talking about. These games are becoming not flexible because now teams are players are beginning to fly on the day they have a, a match. Knowing that the Champions League is also a few days away, and. Um, before we move to uh, to England, um, we've seen that um, during the last international break, a lot of players um, contracted no contracted COVID, COVID, and there have been talk that some a lot of players have insisted that they don't want to take the vaccine. I don't know why it's like that. The idea is the vaccine is not by force. Also, the idea is if you don't get the vaccine, you can contract COVID easily. So, what is your take between players taking the vaccine? And um, contracting the coronavirus, and how we have affect their club side owing to the fact that the key player um, gets uh, infected of the coronavirus. So, what's your take on this? You know, even um, um, even the, the club side. Yeah. Sorry, there, there was an example with Xhaka. He had to miss a lot of um, 
the national team games because he contracted COVID. And Ateta was saying it yesterday that um, they encourage players to take the vaccine. So it means that some of, some players have the idea that they don't want to take the vaccine. Take so the vaccine. what's your take on you this know, issue? Currently, it's not a mandatory thing, uh, even from the government. Yeah, it's not to, mandatory, yeah. It's something that everybody has. You know, when like when Lukaku came into uh, Chelsea, um, I was following his uh, his interview, was asked if he has been vaccinated, and he said yes. He said he took the decision on his own because he had people that he wanted to protect around him and being that he's a public figure that goes to match these and meets people and all of that. You know, so well, I believe uh, faith or religious belief sometimes uh, makes this player exempt themselves from being vaccinated. And uh, to me, you know, it's their personal life. You know, it's beyond, it's beyond uh, just their career. It's their personal life. And some of them have choose to treat it the way they want to. Okay. Because someone like me, I've not been vaccinated and I'm not even ready to get that. <laughs> you know, okay, you don't want we, to. We had a gist wait, about that. Wait, so you don't want to. You don't want to vaccinate yourself. Okay, well that you is know, that we, is. Well, okay. Until you, there, there are some some certain things like we need to be clear about the vaccines and that for for someone like me to to take vaccine to 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 take the vac- the vaccination. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but it's a bad one because uh, it's gonna affect the the team. I think someone like police sick now. Uh, Chelsea had to send the private jet to go pick him up from Honduras because the last time I think he, he was he got injured during that game against Honduras. But he 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 could be fit for uh, match day. We'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. Okay. Um. Uh, we're moving on from uh, from from um the vaccine and player issues. Uh, we're going to the Premier League. Ronaldo has been cleared fit um Christiano. to to play <laughs> this weekend game against um, Newcastle. <laughs> Cristiano um, is back. Since Ronaldo came back to the Premier League and also since he returned to his old club, Manchester United, been there's, been, there's been a lot of noise surrounding his transfer. And um, they talk about shirt sales, they talk about increase in revenue for the Ronaldo brand. <laughs> and also the fact that um, Cavani was a, was a gentleman that he had to vacate the number seven jersey for Cristiano Ronaldo. Now, France, uh, Frank, let's talk about Ronaldo and its brand, and the implications for Manchester United. What do you think, Ronaldo, Ronaldo, what do you think Ronaldo would add as a brand to Manchester United? You know, first of all, you know, it, Manchester United recorded a, an increase in their revenue okay. instantly as Ronaldo got into the team. And uh, in, in South America, that is yeah, US, uh, the Ronaldo brand happened in the sport brand. His jersey had the highest seller, under 24 hours. Over the the, the, the the big stars, the NBA players, and all of that in all sports, you know Ronaldo is a brand. He's a big brand on its own, because this guy is is one like you know we we're talking last night and we talk you, you called Ronaldo and Messi the only playing legends, the yeah. only legend of football. Yeah, and I I don't doubt that. I'm not a Manchester United fan, you know, but I'm a fan of Ronaldo. Like I love Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. The things he brings to the he's, he doesn't just bring the game to the to the pitch. Yeah. He doesn't bring. He also brings his personality, which he has been able to build to help him amass wealth okay. and amass fan base. Okay. He, Ronaldo, there's no position hub that does not love Ronaldo. Okay. Even the Messi fans yeah. love Ronaldo. Just that most times they cannot just come out in public to say. It. But okay. this guy has shown that you know he's he's an epitome of work ethics. Yeah. And Manchester United, uh, financial wise, are going to benefit. You see fans trooping in to come watch see Cristiano back again. Yeah. And uh, he, last game that they played against Santa team, you saw them carrying uh, the Ronaldo billboards, carrying the Ronaldo uh, dummy and all of everything. 
and it shows the excitement that Ronaldo is bringing back to the Premier League. Everybody's excited. You know, there's a new vibes in United, even down to their sporting aspect. Like, I, you know, I told you from the first time we started talking about Ronaldo going back to United until he finally materialized, that players are going to benefit from this. Someone like Greenwood, you've seen uh, Mason Greenwood up his game a little. Having Ronaldo, training Ronaldo with Ronaldo week in, week out, he's going to become a superstar. Yeah. We, we, we see the guy is talented. You know, because there was something that um, I know I told you, I think we, we had a discussion okay. when... Um, Pogba first came. Yes. Well, because one, one I found out about football team is that when a player that has a higher work ethics, okay. that has a high talent comes in, okay. there's a way he influences others, oh, and everybody right. wants to come up. Yeah. If we find out Pogba was when he was the biggest star in United, some other players were struggling because he was just the only one. After a while, he start, started dropping yeah. because he's a he's, 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 he's a no serious guy. Yeah. Uh, he, but you know when Bruno Fernandes came in up to the game, and Pogba comes up, Ronaldo is here to increase the game higher. Yeah. So he's going to benefit United all around, everywhere. Let's put, you know, we'll not take out the fact that Cristiano is 36, but he doesn't look like a 36 years old man. You, at the course of the week, uh, the international break, we found he didn't just equal the record, he set a new record. A new record, yeah. As the highest goal scorer in, in national team. Yeah. A hundred, national think, side, yeah. A, a 114 or 115 goals. Yeah. yeah and, and this is an exceptional. He like, in this age, this dispensation, Cristiano, my respect for him is high. Well, the, the, <laughs> the brand of Cristiano Ronaldo, was it's, it's huge. He's somebody that has a follower on Instagram of about 200 million followers. Yes. In, and also on Twitter, he has about more than 100 million followers on Twitter. So it means that wherever Cristiano goes, he has he about 300 them. million <laughs> followers accompanying him wherever he goes. So Cristiano Ronaldo is a brand, is somebody that whatever he touches turns to good. Okay, um... Um, we talk, you also talked about um, the Ronaldo record. He created, he broke a record and created a new one um, for his national team. And um, Cristiano Ronaldo, just like you said, his work ethics, you know, in effect, it infects others. You know, this is somebody that is um, that has the the record appearances for the Portuguese national team. He also has the the the, the highest number of goals scored for a national t- or a national team side. So Ronaldo has uh, he has done it all, you know, both at club level, both at the national team level. Although what is remaining for him at the national team level is just um, the World Cup. Cup. Hopefully um Qatar <laughs> 2022 will actually be the icing on the cake. Uh Frank, um this is where we actually will be calling it um au revoir on today's show. So any last word for our valued listener out there? You know, we first of all, I want to thank you guys for always turning out to the link, clicking the link, getting uh, to listing and to send your reviews and your, uh, you know, your comments. Uh, we are excited because that is what have kept us pushing. And, um, you know, stay tuned. The Premier League is coming back this weekend. It's back and it's back. You know, it's going to be so exciting. So join us tomorrow morning again for another podcast. Yeah, and um, um, for our dear valued listener out there, thank you so much for supporting that the fact you're taking our time to listen to this podcast is actually an inspiration for us to continue to do more. Um, using this medium to say thank you to everybody that have listened, thank you to everybody that has called to support, and also thank you to everybody that um, is thinking about listening and also thinking about supporting also. So thank you very much from me to you. My name remains um, Chido Zie Delibi from me to you. Have a lovely morning. Bye-bye.